Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wrestling Podcast. I am one-third of your hosting team. My name is Everett Robert, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, direct from North Carolina. Why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves? I'm Eli Robert, and this here is the always lovely Sarah Lundstrid. Hey guys, how are we doing today? Doing great, man. How are you? Doing awesome. I'm doing good. I had a nice, lazy, hazy day. And uh, spent a little time in the pool and grilled some hamburgers and hot dogs and just kind of enjoyed my uh, my summer afternoon. Now, Eli, real quick, I understand that uh, the 31st is a very special day for you. It's your birthday, isn't it? It is. So we want to... It is, uh, it is. I'm going to be... <laughs> you don't even know how old you're going to be? No, you're about to be at uh, turning 28. See, I'm getting so old at Jamford, right? I can't remember anymore. 28 years oh, old. We raise our glass in salute to Eli on his birthday. All right, well, let's go ahead now Thank and you. get Thank to you. our one count. One! Our news item of the week, ESPN dropped the trailer for their new 30 for 30 documentary on the legendary Ric Flair. Eli, did you watch the <laughs> trailer? Um, I saw it. I haven't watched the thing. Uh, this week's been kind of crazy with work and everything. But I did see uh, things about it on Twitter and Facebook, and I'm super excited to, to watch uh, this, of course. So I was really excited that ESPN decided to go ahead and do it. Two years in the making. And some uh, surprises and not surprises in the interview. For himself interviewed. Uh, along with his, uh, I believe, wife or ex-wife. He's been married so many times, I'm not sure which uh, wife this was that they had a clip of. Um, I'm assuming Charlotte will probably be interviewed, um, and possibly his other son, David. Um, Some wrestling non-surprises. Shawn Michaels, legendary heartbreak kid. Not at all surprised about him being interviewed, are you? No, not at all. Um... Ric Flair is probably one of his best friends, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, a.k.a. Triple H. Also not a surprise. The uh, icon, Hulk Hogan, not a surprise. But the one that got me, and it's the first wrestler you see in the trailer, speaking, breaking kayfabe and speaking very candidly, is Undertaker. That really surprised me that they got Undertaker on camera, out of character, breaking character to talk about Ric Flair. Does that surprise you any? Um, given who it is, 
Um, and the significance that Flair has in the industry, not really. Um, I think this is one of those things that, again, I think two years in the beginning, I think they wanted everyone to be themselves. And so I don't think you'll see much of the characters as they were, but more of just the experience. We all know that Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and, and Rick had all had a really good friendship. And I think Undertaker had a lot of respect. And I think he was more than happy to do it. Yeah. It's just it's very rare to see uh, Mark Calloway, a.k.a. The Undertaker, um, out of character. He almost always is in character um, when he does interviews and that sort of He very rarely even does interviews, so it's a big deal. Um, they seemingly are painting the Ric Flair persona as one of his addictions. I think that's an interesting, interesting aspect to take, that a persona could be an addiction, especially in the wrestling industry. And... Um, it debuts on November 7th. You going to be watching? Oh, I think Sarah and I are both uh, pretty excited about it. I know Sarah has really been a Charlotte fan, more since she turned face, but uh, Sarah and I are both uh, excited to see it. Um, I think we'll probably make that uh, a movie night here on the East Coast, since we are in North Carolina, not too far away from uh, the Flares themselves. You are in Flair country. As I am not, um, I love 30 for 30 documentaries. They always do a bang-up job. This one looks to be just as good. I can't wait to see it. I'll be tuning in for sure. All right, so let's go now into our two-count. Two! A.K.A. our Mount Rushmore, our top four. This week we're going to do something a little different. There Now, there's reports going around. WWE is going to do another superstar shakeup right after SummerSlam. That's going to include talent moving up to NXT and talent from Raw and SmackDown possibly moving down to NXT. Who are four names that you would like to see change brands? Either going from Raw to SmackDown, SmackDown to Raw, SmackDown to NXT, Raw to NXT, NXT to Raw, NXT to SmackDown. Eli, go ahead and start us. Um, I really didn't know what I wanted to do with this, and I and I and looking at my list, <laughs> you can definitely tell which show I think has the better quality. Um, I think it's smart to move some people from the main roster down to NXT. Um, someone I think that would benefit from that. Uh, you'll cover later, Everett. I think that's. I think that was a brilliant move. I hadn't even thought about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the four things I would like to see, I would like to see the iconic duo. And I know it seems like I'm obsessed with them because I've, this is like the <laughs> second week in a row I've mentioned this. At least. <laughs> um, yes, at least. Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. I'd love to see them come up as a team, the iconic duo, and I would love to see them go to SmackDown. I think that women's division um, it needs a little bit of an adrenaline boost. Um, and I think those two have the ability to give um, they come and be natural heels, and I think it'd really be great for the uh, the women's division of SmackDown. Uh, moving from NXT to Raw, I think Ember Moon, um, if she doesn't become NXT champion, I think she is the one to, I think she needs to come up and, and give another, again, another, a little bit uh, more fresh aspect to Raw. I don't think it'll happen this soon. I think she wins the title from Asuka, potentially. And comes up, but uh, and comes up later, Royal Rumble time, whatever. But I think she would also do really well. I think she's one that's really, the transition. I mean, she can't be worse than Nia Jax's. 
Um, and for me, it's because I want to see a Bullet Cup reunion. I want to see AJ Styles go to Raw. I think he's kind of run his course um, on SmackDown. I mean, they're changing the storyline now, and I think it's great. I mean, I'm looking forward to him versus Shinsuke at WrestleMania, hopefully next year. But I, I just want to see, I want to see Gallows and Anderson. I want to see Finn. I want to see, you know, AJ Styles. I want to see the Bullet Club. I would really love to see that. And um, I had to do a tie here because I just couldn't pick. Um, I think Rizongo, I think, would do well to go to Raw. I think that'd be really great. Raw needs some tag teams. I know we're in that with the only two face teams being the Hardys and Heath Slater and Rhino, but they haven't seen much of Heath Slater and Rhino. Makes me think that maybe Rizongo could go over and as a team attacking him as a team from Raw. Um, I don't know who it would be, but, you know, we'll just have to see. Or Ty Dillinger. Um, and Sarah and I were talking about this time we rewatched some of Raw. We wouldn't mind seeing Ty Dillinger and Sami Zayn form a tag team and we'll go for the titles on SmackDown either. I think that'd be a really good combination. One of the um, websites I read, probably John Report, because that's the main one that I read, um, made that same suggestion of Sami and Ty Dillinger forming a tag team. I think it's a great idea. Can't see any, any downside to any of these moves. I think it's a solid list. Sarah, why don't you go ahead and give me your list, how you would like to see... Things get shooken up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to see um, Bobby Roode go to Raw and Ember Moon goes to Raw. And I would like to see The Miz actually go to SmackDown because I think it would be really neat to see the Miz and the Great Love go against each other and start a rivalry <laughs> there. And I would like to see Asuka go to Raw. All right. Again, another solid lineup that uh, I can't see any fault with. Me, I'd also call Bobby Roode up, but instead of moving him to Raw, I'd move him to SmackDown. Um, I think he just thrive better on SmackDown's roster. It's a smaller roster uh, because they only have two hours to produce as opposed to three. And I think he'd be given a better chance to succeed um, on SmackDown. I'd also move Asuka up, but I would also move her to Raw. They need someone on the Raw brand just to kind of freshen that up, like uh, you said, Eli, with the iconic duo to SmackDown, just to give a little injection into it. Now what I would do is I wouldn't have Asuka lose the NXT Women's Championship. I would have her come up to Raw as the first undefeated NXT Champion and she forfeits the title. Um, Every NXT Champion, male or female, that has been called up, or tag team, that has been called up has lost the title either right before they get called up or right after they get called up. Um, I would actually have her just give it up. Have her say that the talent, she's gone through everybody in NXT. It's time for her to to go up against some new talent. And um, so that's why I'd move her up. Now, I would move Emma to SmackDown. Um, she seems kind of lost in that women's division on Raw. Um, and she's been kind of vocally complaining about it on Twitter. And I don't know if that's uh, in character or not. It's sometimes 
With Twitter, it's sometimes hard to tell if they're in character or not when they're uh, complaining. And so, uh, but I would move Emma over to SmackDown. I think she'd do better there. I think she could be a solid Alexa Bliss-like heel um, that SmackDown's needing in their women's division. They have a lot of really great faces on the SmackDown women's division, but they're lacking some heel power. I, You know, you have Tamina, you have Lana, and you have Natalia. And no offense to any of them, uh, Natalia's an incredibly respected and experienced wrestler, but she can't carry that division as the only heel. Tamina and Lana are not strong enough to carry that on their heel backs. I think Emma could, though. And finally, the one that uh, you hadn't thought of, Eli, you said we'd talk about, I would move Dolph Ziggler over to NXT. Now, that would be a radical shakeup. Um, I don't think we've ever had a world champion go from the main roster to NXT. We've had people from the main roster go down to NXT, spend a little time, come back up, put some people over. But I think you trade Dolph Ziggler for Bobby Roode. And you have Dolph Ziggler go in, full-on heel, pissed his all get out about getting moved down to NXT in character, and let him work some matches down there with, you know, guys like Eric Young and um, Drew McIntyre and Cassius Ono and Hideo Itami. I think he would thrive in NXT, and I think he'd be happier in NXT just as a performer, he could steal the show and be that showstopper, that show stealer that we know Dolph Ziggler can be. Um, on a personal note, I'd just like to whole, see the whole thing, if they do it, treated kind of like the NFL draft or the NBA draft or the MLB draft, where you see Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan in a room with Kurt Angle and a returning Stephanie man. And you have them making decisions, who they want to pick, who gets what pick, you know. You put in you put NXT stars versus Raw stars. You know, bring William Regal up from NXT for this too, you know. And do three-way dances, and whoever wins gets that pick is how I would do it. Um, so that's just how I do it. I think that'd be really good, and also with uh, having William Regal, I think you have Triple H come in, because he is the creator. Yes. Um, I think that would also be really well, too. I think that's a good call. I think you have uh, Regal, Triple H come in, like, as a surprise. You know, you set up Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon, a returning Stephanie, and Kurt Angle in the room. They get ready to get started. You know, maybe they're up on the on the stage, on the dais or whatever, and then you hear, you know, Triple H's theme kick in, and him and William Regal walk out, hey, there's one brand that's not being represented here. We want some of these guys. So that's a good call. I hadn't thought about including Triple H in that. All right, let's go now into our three count. Three! Predictions and reactions. Let's go first into Battleground. Um, I wasn't real impressed with, uh, this past weekend's pay-per-view. It was, it was fine, but it wasn't nearly as good as the awfully named, but incredibly good Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view. Eli, 
your thought, give me one reaction, your thoughts on the pay-per-view as a whole. I think the match that I think stole the show really um, and surprised there, you and me also, because we were all watching through the magical uh, land of Skype, uh, <laughs> the New Day winning the Tag Team Championships at this pay-per-view. Um, I, and I, again, we talked about it, like we talked about on that day, it's good for Xavier to have such a bigger role of it uh, for him and Kofi. And I think that that plays very well. I, I'm glad that we get to see more of Xavier. I think that he's been underutilized. And I think it's a good call that you have the New Day uh, as the new tag champs. I just didn't think it'd come this soon. I agree. I was surprised. Sarah, what was your takeaway from Battleground? What was the match that that you want to talk about? Um, I want to talk about um, the women's match, the Fatal Five Way, to see who would go against me for the title. Um. It was a really good match. I really enjoyed it. I was really hoping Charlotte would win, and I was really surprised to see that Natalia won because she's always been like, well, I don't know if she's been the underdog of that group or something, but she's never really like one chance to get an opportunity to go for the championship. So it's going to be really interesting to see what WWE, like, does with her to take her to the next level, like if she will win or will Naomi keep her belt at SummerSlam? I agree. It, it was a surprise to see Natalia getting the call up on one of the big pay-per-views. Um, SummerSlam's considered up there right along with Royal Rumble and WrestleMania and Survivor Series, one of the big four. And so I was surprised, pleasantly so, to see Natalia get that call up to see, you know, how she's going to do. So, and it was a great match. Yeah. Becky Lynch stole that yep. show. Yeah, yep, she did. I think it's interesting for what it does for SummerSlam because you both know I'm not a big fan of Naomi. I have Sarah Logan's entrance, I love the belt glow, which is the, which is the equivalent of John Cena's spitting WWE Championship. But anyways, <laughs> it's a different story. Um... But I think it's interesting because Natalia is such a vet. And she's so good at what she does. She's so good technically. And I'm still not impressed with Naomi. I think it's going to be an interesting match. Um, I, I don't get it. But, you know, Vince has his ways of doing things. So, exactly. just my two cents. <laughs> For me, the standout match was uh, AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens. Should be no surprise. Anybody that's seen either one of these guys know that they can a broomstick and make it look good. Same with Natalia. I was thinking that when you were talking about her, Eli. Um, so you put AJ Styles, Kevin Owens in a ring together. I'm going to watch. And uh, about AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens. Let's go into our SmackDown reactions. Eli, start me off here. So I'm looking at your notes. <laughs> um, well, I mean, this is, should be no surprise here, but I'm talking about the return of Jericho, man. Welcome him back. I love it. Yeah, I wanted to talk about him. I know. I saw that <laughs> from Sarah. I, I jumped on him first. She was busy eating her food. I'm like, hey, let me see the schedule. And I typed it in. Um, so good to see him. Love it. Surprise. He just brings a whole different thing, including the list. So great. Um, I love that he came back. I love that he's probably back for a while. You know, just in time for SummerSlam. You can't have the biggest part in the, of the summer without having... You know, the Ayatollah of rock and roll. You know, it's it's great. I love that he's back. It kind of geeked out a little bit when I saw it, and I, I became extremely happy. But the the bigger point is, and again, I've been reading articles and hearing about this, 
is that they're potentially, you know, Kevin Owens says, I don't like you, you don't like me, blah, blah, blah. Shane's like, I don't care who the champion is, as long as it's on SmackDown, which makes me think that maybe we may be having some cross-branding going on here with the Superstar shakeup. I think it's t- potentially IC title come over to SmackDown, new, uh, US title over to Russ, different story. But I think this is set up a match for KO versus Shane O'Mac. And please let it be no disqualification, because I want to see Shane O'Mac go uh, corner to corner and put in into the face of the uh, the new face of America and Kevin Owens. I just want to see that, just because I want to see him get hit in the face of America. Uh, but I think it's a great buildup, and that's what they go for, and I like it a lot. Shane is a bump machine. Um, you've been giving Sarah some... Uh, you need to show her that uh, Shane McMahon through the glass Royal Rumble against Kurt Angle, or the fall from the tight of blood time. And You'll see why we're excited about Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens because Shane will take some crazy bumps. And when you are essentially the boss or the son of the boss to take a crazy bump that, say, a Dolph Ziggler can't. Uh, One thing I just had a thought, Eli, I had not forgotten, but had kind of spaced out the whole I love rock and roll thing with Jericho. And they've been calling Shinsuke SmackDown's rock and roll superstar. Could we see, eventually, a couple months down the line, a Jericho heel turn and a Shinsuke versus Jericho program? What do you think for the rock and roll persona? I think that's an interesting thought. As long as as Shin is champ. Yes. I think if Shin is champ... You go for it because then not only are you going for the name, yeah, uh, Chris is also going for the title. Will he get it? Probably not. But you know, I just I like to see that. That's a really good, interesting match. And I know Sarah. Anytime Jericho's music hits and she perks up, she can be half asleep. You know, sitting here drooling in the corner. And as soon as you hear uh, Jericho's music hit, she's up and wide awake because she loves her some Jericho. And, I, and she's grown to like Shin, so I think that's going to be great. I think that's a good idea. Just thought, just occurred to me as you were talking about it. Sarah, since Eli took away your return of Jericho that you wanted to talk about, <laughs> any thoughts on that? Um, I was very happy to see that Jericho is back because I've missed him. And it's it's so nice to have him back because I'm getting sick and tired of hearing, I'm the new face of America. <laughs> <laughs> it's so annoying and it's good to see Jericho back, hopefully. There will be a match between Kevin Owens again and Chris Jericho, and hopefully Chris Jericho will kick his butt because I'm sick and tired of hearing his name. What was the other segment that stood out to you? Um, I'm going to talk about, of course, a team match between the women's, uh, Charlotte, Becky, Lana, and Tamina. But I'm going to talk about Tamina and Lana's relationship more. Um, it's very, it's a very interesting friendship they have going on. And at the end of the match, it really looked like Tamina was really pissed at Lana for <laughs> losing <laughs> to losing to Charlotte. She's like really mad, and I honestly thought she was gonna go in there and like finish her off. Like <laughs> seriously, she was not happy. But like it, like it's just like the relationship between. Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss. I just think Nia and Tamina are just befriending 
Alexa and Lana because they're going to help him. Well, Alexa already has the title, but I think once Nia gets a chance, she knows that Alexa will be easy for her to take the championship away from her. And Tamina's the same way. Like, Lana is not a very good wrestler. Her finisher is pretty cool. But I think Tamina knows that uh, Lana is very easy to beat, and I think she's going to help Lana get the championship. And then when she does, she's immediately going to want to go against her because Tamina knows that she can easily take it away from Lana. So, yeah. Good. Good analysis. Some stuff I hadn't thought about there. Um, and she, and she, she makes me think about something about this. Okay, so think about the pairings we have, right? We have Charlotte and Becky, mm-hmm. right? They're yes. in their tea time. Tamina, Tamina and Lana, which is a weird faction. Then you have um, uh, Alexa and Naya, and you have Sasha and Bailey. Yes. I think I think you I think what we mentioned last week. If the iconic duo comes up again, sorry, I'm not bringing them up. But how are, how are we close to seeing this really big women's revolution of coming to tag team titles? It's very, very possible. Um, I know that the WWE did have a women's tag team um, belt. I'm looking it up right now. Um, women's tag team belt. They had one in uh, 1983. And was retired in 1989. They've had five um, champions. Um, and I'm going to name some names here that uh, nobody's probably ever heard of. The inaugural women's tag team was Velvet McIntyre and Princess Victoria. Won in 1983 in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Um, they were the reigning NWA Women's World Tag Team Champions upon the, uh, WWF's withdrawal from the NWA and were recognized as the first WWF champion. Um, then uh, Velvet McIntyre and Desiree Peterson won in 1984 at a live event in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The Glamour Girls, Leilani Kai and Judy Martin won in 1985 at a live event in Cairo, Egypt. The Palm Angels, and I've heard of these. Uh, Colt Cabana has a really great on uh, Stitcher Premium and how about kind of unique stories in, and he talked about uh, these, the Jumping Bomb Angels were, I'm not even gonna attempt to pronounce their names, Jap- women's Japanese wrestlers. They won it um, in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, in a two out of three falls match in 1988, the Royal Rumble, and then now uh, the Glamour Girls, Leilani Kai and Judy Martin, won them back in um, about six months later at a live event. It's not um, a precedent, you know, it's not an unseen precedent, but it's one that we haven't had in 30 years or so, 37 years. So I would like to see a women's tag team championship. I um, I think it's a good idea. And uh, you can also, the thing I'm seeing is our four horsewomen are all faces and are all teaming with each other on their respective brands. Could we see something and we see a four horsewomen reunion at Survivor Series? That's an interesting thought too. Just uh, wow. 
something I'd like to see, either against uh, four horsewomen, um, because of what's going to happen at the weapons of the Mae Young Classic, or it could be, you know, um, Nia Jackson, Tamina, and Lana and Alexa, or, you know, the iconic duo getting called, any number of uh, four group, you know, four ladies. How about this? What if we, well, I mean, obviously this is a little brand thing, but if you did the four horsewomen versus Ross, four horsewomen, Nia, Alexa, Lana, Tamina, and then you have Amber Moon, Asuka, an iconic duo. Ooh. Think about that. That's a whole lot of talent, except for Nia Jackson, Tamina, <laughs> in the ring at one time. <laughs> and that would actually kind of mask Nia Jackson, Tamina, even, you know, Rhonda and some of her group, um, they're in a, their deficiencies in the ring. Nothing against group. They're just only one of them is trained as a professional wrestler. The rest are just fans of professional wrestling. Right. And that's not including, it's supposedly missing Emma, Naomi, Natalia, and Carmella. Yeah. And uh, I, that's not even counting any of them. So you could set up a really interesting um, Survivor Series match. It'd be really neat. All right, well, the match that stood out to me on SmackDown was Shinsuke's definitive win over our favorite wrestler, Kansas City's own Baron Corbin. Love seeing Shinsuke <laughs> hit that Kinshasa knee right on Baron Corbin. It was great. I loved it. I marked out. Um, love Shinsuke. Really don't like Baron Corbin. We've been very vocal about our dislike of Baron Corbin. Um, if there's one good thing about Baron Corbin having the money in the bank is Monday bank winners tend to be booked to lose. So uh, we can see Baron Corbin lose a lot over the next month or months and uh, would make any of us happy. So <laughs> love seeing him get a definitive loss there. Shinsuke getting a definitive win, especially the, you know, win by DQ that I called on, uh, on the Battleground pay-per-view. Let's move back to Raw to Monday night. Eli, reaction from Raw. Um, it's gonna, it was the announcing of the Fatal 4-Way. Um, I had kind of talked about it last week. Lesnar's in talks because the suspension's over. of going back into UFC. His suspension um, is not over, though. See, once he, once they announced it, he announced his retirement. If he comes back he still has to serve that suspension because once you retire it um, doesn't it doesn't negate your suspension you if you re-enter you still have to serve the suspension interesting i guess as the article i hadn't talked about that is i did i misread that um but i think um i know obviously according to my our our two count earlier talking about who we want to move you know over um, Raw is definitely lacking in the ratings. They're lacking in booking, and I, and not having the title there every week is hurting, even if it is the Beast Incarnate. Um, so I, I, I think that it's interesting that we do have a Fatal 4-Way, because I think this is a way for uh, Roman to win the championship, and that's what they said to do, without beating Brock. That way you still have the two and Undertaker streak have not lost, has not beaten each other one-on-one. -on -one. You know, for that brilliant, and like the minute um, 
the minute they all came out, I'm like, this is what's happening. And Sarah's like, no. And all of a sudden, Kurt Angle goes, oh, it's true. It's damn true. And that's exactly what it came out to. So I, I'm really that. I think it's, I think, again, I think Raw's trying to step up their game against SmackDown because SmackDown right now is the better show. Sarah, what did you uh, take away from Raw this week? Um, I'm going to do the Sasha and Bailey match. Oh, yes. Okay, I just want to make sure. Um, I'm really surprised. I love Bailey. I do. But I'm really surprised they let her win again after Sasha went through that hell winning to get a championship match with Alexa through um, Naya. Um, I'm really surprised that they she had to fight for it again, and I think that's stupid after she already did. Um, but it's really interesting because... I don't know why they gave it to Bailey again. Bailey, I love seeing seeing Bailey get the championship, but it's time for Sasha to get it back because she is the strongest and the best in the women's division of Raw. So what I'm SummerSlam either Sasha help Bailey win the belt, and then when she has it, she's going to ask for a championship match between Bailey and take it away from her. Or she's going to turn heel at SummerSlam and um, take that away from Bailey by distracting her and making her lose the championship. But be between the losers. You know, I loved Bailey in NXT. She had a fantastic storyline where yeah. she fought with all her heart for every chance she got. The Bailey, I didn't think they could screw Bailey up. You know, and mm-hmm. yeah. I'm bored by Bailey on Raw. Yeah. I I want to see somebody else. I you know Bailey's another one we now it's mentioned, but she could definitely use a switch over to SmackDown or something. Mm-hmm. She needs something besides being in the championship mix again. She needs an interesting story outside. She just needs an interesting story. So great call on that. For me, I looked at the what Eli wrote wrong and said the opening segment as well. Um, so I'm looking kind of at uh, what happened on Raw. And, you know, the match that really stood out to me, Finn Balor versus Elias Sampson, or as now he's just known, Elias, for some reason, on WWE.com. Very good match between uh, the Drifter and the, the Demon. Uh, I liked seeing... I knew it was going to happen. I knew... Um, Bray Wyatt was going to interfere. And um, so it didn't come as a surprise, but it cements that rivalry between Bray and um, Finn Balor. And now Elias Sampson can move on and do something else. And Finn and Bray can have their program that's going to lead into SummerSlam and beyond. So... Um, really the aftermath is what stood out to me on that of Bray coming down. As they announced no disqualification match, I knew Bray was going to interfere. So the match was aftermath even better because it sets up a really interesting match between Bray and Finn. All right. So my question is, yes. uh, when do we see the return of the Demon King? Probably it's like. And I will mark out for that. Apparently, the makeup takes a while to do. 
and they want to save it. And Finn was this way in um, New Japan as well. He did not break out the the demon makeup for every event. It was something that he saves for big events. Um, he didn't even do it on every takeover at NXT, but he did do it for the big ones. Um, they like to make it something special, something unique, something when he break, brings out the demon, it's serious. So he'll probably cut a promo about, you know, warning Bray against the demon or something like that. And he may not bring it out at SummerSlam. We may not see it till Survivor Series. I don't know. I'm just speculating here. I'm guessing it will probably be SummerSlam, though. I would guess so, because that would be like the year mark since we last saw the demon. Yes. And since Bray didn't mention that in his promo, I think we have a better chance of seeing it then. Yeah, I agree. All right, so we're uh, shaping up for a good SummerSlam. I think it's shaping up to be a very good card. Right now we have three confirmed matches. We have a fatal four-way for the Universal Championship. Joe versus Brock versus Braun versus Roman. Raw Women's Title, Bailey versus Alexa. And a SmackDown Women's Title, Natalya versus Naomi. Uh, you know, this is kind of surprising me that the two women's titles are announced and um, just the Universal Championship is announced. Usually the Women's Championship in the past has been regulated to, oh, it's, you know, the night before the show, we better come up with who's Women's Championship and announce it on the pre-show. So glad to see that the uh, women's titles are being taken seriously. We have lots of time to build up to those matches. How are you feeling about the SummerSlam card? Um... It's looking pretty good for a good pay-per-view, unlike um, uh, Battleground. I was actually disappointed in Battleground. I thought it was going to be really good, but it looks like SummerSlam is looking to be a really great uh, pay-per-view. I'm excited for the Fatal 4 for the Universal Championship. I honestly don't have any... Um, Predictions yet on who would win that yet. The Roman champion title, like I said, Sasha, someone's going to interfere in that one. And SmackDown women's title, and I I have a feeling that Naomi might lose her title to Natalia Because, like you said, Naomi's plain and boring, and, you know, her entrance probably wears her out before she can even wrestle. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, <laughs> I'd be tired after that. I wouldn't want to wrestle. <laughs> I mean, Lana's interest is, is long, and look how long she lasts, like 10 seconds. Like, for her, like, man, man like, all that waving in her mail, it just takes way too much yeah, energy. but I'm, I'm really excited for SummerSlam. Can't wait, and can't wait to watch NXT Saturday. So it's going to be a great week. I'm excited for this. As long as we don't have another Bailey. it's This Is Your Life segment. Um, as long as they stay away from that, it will be good. Uh, I'm interested to see how they'll build uh, the uh, story between Bailey and Alexa again. Um, but I'm excited because, you know, this whole Fatal 4-Way is going to be amazing. I'm excited to see what matches may come. I have high expectations because right now everything's straight up. I mean, besides the Fatal 4-Way, that's no DQ. But everything else right now is straight up um, a straight up wrestling match. So I'm excited to see where else they come from this. I think it's a good start, and I'm excited to see what comes of it. I think we have the makings for one of the best SummerSlam cards in a while. SummerSlams are always unpredictable. 
I mean, SummerSlam is where Daniel Bryan won his first championship match against John Cena. And you can never predict what's going to happen at a SummerSlam. Um, WrestleManias in the past couple of years have ten, tended to be a little more predictable. Uh, they throw out a few surprises like the Hardys return and that sort of thing. But SummerSlam is the one where you can't always predict what's going to happen. Fatal 4-Way for the Universal Championship, they better reinforce that ring. I don't know who's going to win, but that's a whole lot of beef in that ring. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they might, you know, want to reinforce and double reinforce. Um, yeah, Alexa Bailey, I'm kind of bored by it. I'm sure it'll be a great match, but if they don't make the story interesting, yawn. Uh, SmackDown Women's title, Natalya versus Naomi. Natalya is a great wrestler. Um, as I said, she can wrestle a broom and make it look good, so it should be a good match. Some of the predicted matches sound really good as well, so can't wait to see how this card shapes up. All right, well, let's uh, start wrapping things up here. Um, any pop culture plugs from you guys this week? Um, not that I can think of. I don't think I have anything. All right, we're going to say, since he made his return this week, go listen to Jericho's podcast. Uh, apparently, he talks conspiracy theories with Bo Dallas on this week's episode. He's a believer in reptilians or reptiloids or whatever that take over the government, that our politicians are all reptile aliens. Um, have that episode yet? Plan on listening to it, though, now, though, because that sounds next-level bonker. Since you mentioned that, that did remind me. I saw the interesting I saw is that Baron Corbin, everyone's favorite wrestler, um, was on the podcast of Jericho, and he even said that people in the locker room don't like him. And he knows it. So it's not just us. Like, people don't like Baron Corbin in general. Like, you know, and those how they don't say Kansas City, Kansas, you can't say Mo because neither state wants them. Exactly. So it's just I, I thought that little nugget this week, too. So, yeah, check out the Pod of Jericho on Podcast One. And uh, our podcast, Legacy Wrestling Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, not Spotify, a couple weeks ago. Stitcher, tune in. So, and right here on Blog Talk Radio, we also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash Legacy Wrestling Pod. Our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Legacy Wrestling Pod. And our Twitter account is twitter.com slash Legacy underscore pod. So check us out on the social medias. Like us, review us, rate us, whatever, on uh, the iTunes or the TuneIn. To all the listeners that we've had, and we've had a surprising number uh uh, that have stuck with us throughout the weeks. Thank you for sticking with us as we go through some different audio trials here with different mics and trying to get everything worked out. So thank you so much once again. You guys want to say good night, Gracie? Good night. Good night. Goodbye. Have a great one. And thanks for tuning in once again to the Legacy Wrestling Pod. Yeah. It's a new
Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.